I'm all about the good vibes, the good vibes. We better have a good time, a good time. Leave my problems all behind, all behind. We living out the good life, the good life, yeah. I ain't gotta worry about a thing. Podcast. I got a very, very special guest in a building tonight, all the way from New York. You know, I gotta say, like New York, New York. You know what I'm saying? I gotta say it different, you know, because they come when they come from New York, you gotta you gotta change the accent up and everything. Um, he coming from New York. My man Elijah Soto, we call him E Solo in the building, is here. E Solo all the way from New York. What part of New York we're gonna find out in a minute, but my man E Solo is here. Dancer, you, so you know what I'm saying? This guy is is amazing. His knowledge Thank is you. amazing, guys. Listen, you guys are in for a real, real treat. His his uh, his little brother also has Down syndrome. He's an yep. athlete for him as well, too. We're going to get into <clears throat> that, man. But first and foremost, brother, how you doing? Welcome to the Clutch Vision Podcast. What's going on with you? Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Um, Mr. Clutch himself. Yeah, Any yeah. Clutch. Yes, sir. I'm coming. We, we've been wanting to connect for a minute and... You know, uh, thank you for always showing my brother love, and, and you know, like I'm I'm doing well. Things are well. Um, I had a job for most of this quarantine. I, I'm finally on unemployment now, but I've been blessed most of the time, and uh, things have been getting uh, better. The quarantine kind of hit my brother hard because uh, people with Down syndrome they have routines, and when those routines come out of place, it kind of messes them up. So. He kind of started um, shutting down, so I had to like push him a little extra harder to stay on it and active and and give him hope and you know yeah. things are good now and and things are well. I'm, yeah. I got no complaints. Complaining is never fun, and it's right. only up. You know, I'm, I'm things are going up for me, so I'm I'm yeah. grateful. That's dope, man. That's dope. So let's 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 go back a little bit. You know, let's let's give the people a little bit of history. You know, on you. And your sure. brother, you know what I'm saying? And, and you're you're the oldest, right? So yes, he, I'm the older one. But you know, we have two older siblings, but I'm older than him. Yeah, that's okay. my younger brother. That's the younger brother, right? Is mm. he's, he's the baby? He's the baby. Okay, true, true, true. So so as an older brother, right? How was it, you know, growing up with him? Like what what was that like? What was the the, the version number one like in learning about Down syndrome as well, too? So um for me, you know. Obviously, I'm from New York. New York is 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 tough, but I actually have a very uh, good family. Uh, my father, you know, my parents are alive. They've been together 30 years. My father raised us very well, and my mother um, fought to make sure that he had the right education. My relationship with my brother in the beginning, I would I loved him, but I didn't know how to connect with him growing up. You know what I mean? It was kind of hard for me, and it it was a uh, it was just, it, you know, I loved him and I was trying to understand him and be there for him. He always liked his own things. I never forced him to like what I like. You know what I mean? I just let him do what he do and try to try to find ways. But I could never connect with him until um, I started dancing. When I started dancing, dance was the thing that actually when I was when I was 16 and he started seeing my battles, he, he started wanting to dance. And, and that was the thing that actually connected us when I was a teenager you know what I mean but you know growing up I guess uh God put a very like resilient spirit in him to just stay consistent so whatever he he wanted to do he would just constantly do that until he mastered it like anything like tying his shoes or learning how to do tricks on a skateboard or teaching himself how to play the drums or now he's into fashion. He's been in fashion for the last like seven, eight years. And he's like complete. He has over 150 pairs of sneakers. Wow. He has loads of clothes and uh, dancing. I never taught him a step. 
Really? I never trained him. Really? I don't. So he just picked everything up on his own. Picked him up. He he dances opposite from me. He okay. doesn't like to do what I do. He like and he doesn't like to dress the way I dress. He's he's in the opposite team from me. Mm. He's on two real boys. I'm Team Rocket. It's two different uh, lifey teams. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? So, so for me, I'm just grateful that dance was something that connected us. But when I when I was younger, like. I loved him and I was my brother. I was able to play with him, be there for him, but it wasn't like, I wasn't able to connect. Mm-hmm. Right. And dance really built that connection. Right. So. So let me ask you this. Do you feel <clears throat> like, because with my son, as you, you know, you see online, mm-hmm. I dance with Christian every day. Right, right. And always, you know, like today, I just posted a video a little little while ago. I told him to kid and play dance. You know what nice, I'm like, nice. And he's three, so walking in things in that nature him being mobile um helped him uh the dancing actually helped him get up yeah for sure yeah Mm -hmm. and and then now i'm trying to get him to do other things with his mobility and teaching him the the kid and play dance was one of those steps Mm -hmm. now he'll he'll sit if you can look at you'll see my couch right here he'll lean back on the couch and then he'll throw his foot up you know as well that's nice together right Mm -hmm. so so do you feel that um, for for other people that um, that are going through or may have someone in their family that have tried something twenty one, would you suggest? I suggest dance, but would you suggest dancing? You know, for them as well. I would suggest dance and anything that stimulates creativity or movement or stimulates the brain to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, people with Down syndrome also have strengths. You have to figure out what their strengths are, and then you can help them build off of those strengths. Right. But for me, anything that involves creativity, and that's so broad, which is a beautiful thing, yeah. because you can find creativity in absolutely anything. Right. But stimulating that creativity is the one thing that helps them think, it helps them grow, and helps them, and, and um, it teaches them structure eventually, like, you know, like, of course, I would recommend dance. Dance is, to me, one of the most creative things. And as much it has, as it has been tainted by the the mainstream media, yeah. stuff, it still hasn't. You know what I mean? There's still a very organic piece to dance that the mainstream media just can't have. They, they don't seem to have an idea of how to grab it. Right. You know right. I mean? right. It's kind of, it's, it's a little bit too unorthodox for them to grasp. So yeah. it's a beautiful thing for kids because right. especially kids with down syndrome obviously because because it's a raw thing that they can find a way to express themselves. In. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would highly recommend dance. Yeah. Or anything yeah. that so is. so so him growing up as, you know, in in getting into dance, um I I'm pretty sure y'all have had, you know, plenty of battles. What 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 were the battles like, you know, did it did you you didn't take it easy on him? Did you 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 challenged him even more? Well, I never bat. I only had, I only battled him one time. Really? You know? Yeah. I and yeah, of course I gave it to him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But he gave it to me too. Right. You know what I mean? Like I never I never tried to challenge him. Mm. The one thing that I was I never had to challenge him mm. because because he's he was so resilient. You know, right. a lot of people don't see the effort that he puts into being that good. But every day I come home and he labs at least like five to seven hours a day. Wow. Wow. You know, that's after, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. There we go. So that's after, that's after being at work and after doing all the stuff that he does, he trains, you know what I mean? I never, ever, ever had to push him. Push him. Yeah. The only time I had to a little bit was during this quarantine because his his brain got a little messed up with everything just canceling on him. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. But fortunately for me, like I said, I never taught him a step. I never pushed him to it. That's all him. Right. And right. I never had to tell him, yo, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta right. do this. That was all him. And it's right. a beautiful thing to see. You see how good he is. Yeah, yo, this dude is amazing. I actually posted one of his videos last mm-hmm. year, right? And I don't know if you know, but he came he came at me like, yo, you don't even know me like that. You know, I'm like, dang, so I was just trying to show you, you some love. He's, he's opposite from me. He's right. spicy. You know what right. I'm saying? Very. 
I didn't take it. I didn't take it personal. You know, of course, because you know, you, yeah, you know, right. So I'm like, damn, be not be. I know your brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, love. <laughs> I was just my bad, my bad. Nah, I nah. asked that stuff. But, but but you but you feel me? Like like yeah. the blessing of of it is that I never with anything that he's like to do. We never have to push him to do it right. because he has such a, a passion and drive for it. I never have to teach him how to learn from your mistakes or how to lab or how to not make excuses when you lose a battle or how to, that's all him right. is there. You know well, what I mean? It's, so, ama it's amazing to me because, you know, there's this misconception about people with Down syndrome. Yeah. They can't do this or they won't ever be able to do Oh, I, I don't mean to cut you off, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go but ahead, when my brother ahead. was born, the doctor said, told my mother when he was born, um, they asked her, like, do you want to give the baby up for adoption? Do you want to get rid of him? And they said that he would never be able to uh, talk, walk, read, write, run, tie his shoes, be potty trained, anything of that name. They said he was going to be a complete vegetable when he was born. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's 24 yeah. years old now. Right. So, you know, it's not too long ago. And right. um, um, it was, you know, there is a big misconception yeah. about about even from professionals yeah, right. about what people like with Down syndrome can really do. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's all up to you. It's all up to the parent and the people, the supporting factors around right. them to right. to push them. You know? And they told they would they would they told me and my wife, bro, like when when my wife was pregnant with Christian, mm. said that they asked us four times, did we want to? abort Christians. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and we hear that so many different times, you know, with professionals saying you should abort and you should abort. Let's, first of yeah, all, yeah. that's the full-fledged business that they got going on there, with, which I don't agree with. You I know don't what agree I'm with either. I'm, I'm putting that out there or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. that needs to be cut down or whatever because we pro-life over here. You shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's going to be too hard for this or too hard for that. That's not our place to sit there and tell someone that this is what you should do right mm -hmm. but they, they they put that fear inside mothers and fathers and it's like yo these these people were made specifically or whatever for a certain reason yes you, you just sit there and say that you know what i mean and what it does uh with, with, with me and my wife like it was it was like a depression type of thing. Like, yo, like, why you keep saying that? They like, try to, they try to condition you into it. You know what right. I mean? Like, like, forget the abortion. Just the idea that having a kid with Down syndrome is so wrong. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, that's something that they, they tried to condition that into my parents. But my parents were just like, yeah, that's my kid, man. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, so eventually. My mother in the beginning, what she did that I believe because my mother used to my mother used to be the breadwinner of the family before my father. Okay. And she used to work in textiles. She used to work for for Polo and Gan and and Tommy Hilfiger, all these different people. And she used to make textiles for them by hand. Mm. She had a lot of money. Dope. The business died, but she had a lot of money left over, and she put it into my brother for therapy, for spe speech therapy, for yeah. physical therapy, all these things, and that kind of gave him a head start. That's dope. You know what I mean? So it worked out in the long run. You see it yeah. now, you know what I exactly. mean? So, so parents that are out there, <laughs> if you guys are listening on YouTube, watching and listening to this on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, listen. We're trying to tell you, do not give up on your children, especially if they no, have or not. any special need for that matter. There's always a way to get yes. them ahead of the game. And like like Isolo was saying, go into look up the, the early intervention, look up um the PT, the OT, get all of that stuff. And normally states provide those those services for you, like they provide yes. for us. So yes. take advantage of those of those services. So if you guys are listening to this, make sure you share this with your mama, your daddy, your uncle, your auntie, your grandma, your grandpa, abuela, abuelo, I don't care who it is. Make mm -hmm. sure you share it with somebody. Share it with your dog, your cat, your stepdaughter, your stepsister. Share it with somebody <laughs> that needs to hear this right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? Now, now E, I want to There's always hope. It's always, always hope. Now, I want to get into this now. You know, with your brother growing up throughout school right now, I know mm. New York is a pretty rough place to to grow up grow up you know what i'm saying right. and i ain't talking about upstate new york 
I'm talking uh, about yeah, New, New, York York, New York, New York City. You know what I'm saying? What What was it like? You know, you know, were you like his protector in a sense? With did people, you know, try and come at him in a way because they were ignorant or you know not knowledgeable, or was he? No, just you know what, bro? I tell you, I tell you something. Because my mother was very pr- protective. Right. She put him in a lot of um program. Like uh, the thing about New York. That's a, it's a blessing is that there's so, so many different types of schools and there are schools for kids with special needs. There's a lot of schools. So from pre-K all the way to fifth, he went to a uh, school for kids with special needs. And then he went from six through eight. Um, he went to a normal junior high school, but they had a very good, uh, pro- I went to that same junior high school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, they had a very good program. And then from, um, uh, eighth grade, all the way to his age of 21, he went to another school that was very good program. So, as 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 much as New York is super tough and gangster, like there there is a lot of things in place for anybody with any need, not just um um people with mental disorders, but but if you're homeless, if you have physical disorders, different different cultures, everything. There's a lot of stuff. You just gotta fight for it. You know right. what I mean? Right. That's the part that. New York teaches you guys, you got to hustle, you got to stay on point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, for me personally, you know, I've had, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about myself, but I've, I've had a lot of beef in my life in, in terms of like dancing and personal beef. But even within the dance world, nobody has ever disrespected my brother. That's dope. That's dope. And that's one thing I've been... Man, listen, when, when you're a leader of the culture, there's always going to be somebody that has a problem with you. Dance, you know how dance goes with politics, bro. You know what I mean? So there's millions of people with problems and even people that, that I've gotten to actual physical altercations with, they don't disrespect my brother Mm. because real recognize real, you know what I mean? And, and my brother earns his respect, you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. In New York City, I, I, it's, I've, we've never had that problem with my brother. Right, right. You know? That's hot, man. I think that's so dope, man. And I think one of the one things that I'm that I'm advocating for now, and I see it a lot online, or I hear people, you know, they talk about it just in regular language, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how we're conditioned, you know, to speak and where we grow up. You know, we, we say words or whatever that are offensive, you know, to the special needs community. Right, yeah. And specifically, if I'm going to be specific and direct about it, let, let's take the word retarded for a second. You know what I'm saying? Like, people will sit there and, and we'll, people will just be talking like, oh, My yeah, mother hates that word retarded. so much. Yeah, same here. And you got to get it out your vocabulary. You got to get it out. You got to get yeah. out your vocabulary. Since we in cancel culture right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this is cancel culture, we can't. Let's cancel the negativity. Let's cancel that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so speak on that. Speak on, like, you know what I mean? The... The, you know, canceling that R word and, and your feelings on that. So the the idea is, is that word is one thing, but it's just the overall mindset right. of, of how we treat people with disabilities in general. Mm-hmm. When you have your mind, you know, of course you have to know that they have a condition, right? right? right. But when you put them in that, that place of that they are a person with a condition, then you enable right. the, the R word and you, right. you enable this idea when i look at my brother i look at my brother as an adult he's a grown man he's 24 years old right. you know what i mean and i treat him as such right you know what i mean and when you do that you forget about that he has those things you know right. what i mean i don't because i have to watch him and help him take care of him and stuff but when you treat people with mental disabilities physical disabilities like everybody else in the sense of respect, not just like, oh, you do whatever, you know, you understand. But when you treat them with that same respect, then that word goes out the window. Right. So, so I always encourage people to tell that I always encourage people like just as much as you see somebody that's different from you in front of you, remember that they don't feel different from you. They feel normal. Yeah. They think they're normal because they they just have something going on. And when you put that in place, you know what I mean? It, it, it's you putting that in place. It's not them. You right. know what I mean? Because right. at the end of the day, they're trying to be as normal as you are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And then that that mindset eliminates saying the R word or, or, or 
having an idea when you when you have a perception about somebody that you see or or you know what I mean? Like just eliminate that idea and remember that at the end of the day, my brother, my brother, he's a dancer. You know what I mean? He jumps in the circle. It's the same thing as anybody else. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He holds himself to a standard. He wants to get fly. He gets fly. He, right. he does his work. He studies. He studies sneakers. Mm-hmm. He looks at clothes, all that. It's the same thing. You know what it, I mean? Exactly. Like, it, it, and and he, he has dreams and aspirations just like everybody else. Just yes. Because he's different. Like, well, if we're being honest, all 7 billion people on the planet are different. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? We Absolutely. all can be identified by a fingerprint because mm-hmm. we all don't have the same fingerprint. So, right. so in the real... Everybody in this world is different, you know what I'm yes. saying? So we can't sit here and sit and it's just even in your regular conversation, you like mm-hmm. try to like be mindful of the words that we speak because it's yes. power in the tongue, right? Yes. And then changing your mindset about about what people with disabilities are eliminates right. all those words. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because when I see someone that's in a wheelchair, I try my best to just take the wheelchair out of my eyesight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll help you with whatever you need. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to look at somebody with a crutch or a wheelchair. You know, I have an uncle, and my my mother's from Israel, and my uncle fought in the Yom Kippur War, and he lost both his legs, his arm, Mm. and his eye. Mm. Right? Right. And he got married after that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, and had three kids after that, not before. Yeah. and like, like, and and because he holds himself to that st- that standard, he's normal. You understand? So, when you see him, you don't just say, "Oh, that's a paraplegic." You know what I mean? Right. You just that. I just look at my uncle. That's my uncle. That's my uncle, right? You know? There's a man. There's a man that came to, to to preach at my church. I actually posted him a couple a couple days ago, and he's blind. But he right. wasn't, he wasn't born blind. You know what I'm saying? Like it, this happened after bad decisions after bad decision. Mm. And, he made, and he actually, you know, unfortunately, he ran into some gangsters and everything. And he got shot in the eye. You know what I'm saying? And, wow. You know, but after that, and this man, he in and that, and this is a man who who grew up in the church or whatever. But then he veered off into a different way, right? And and then you know, after veering off into that way, and selling the drugs and getting into the yeah. and stuff or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He realized after his cousin even told him, like, yo, repent, 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 because if you don't repent, then, you know what I'm saying, destruction could be coming your way. She, she felt God telling her to tell him that he didn't listen. A couple, week, couple weeks later, boom, he's up in New York, up in Harlem. Boom, somebody shot him in the eye, you know what I'm saying, took his drugs, took his money, took everything, and this man is fighting for his life. And now he can't see. And this was when he was made about 23 years old. So he had his mm. sight all the way to 23. And then his sight got taken away. But then he actually got married after that, had kids after That's that. What I'm Beautiful saying. Kids. You know what you I mean? Saying? So it's not even about, you know, what he doesn't have anymore. He doesn't even see it like that. It's like, you know, right. I know I'm blind, Absolutely. but I can really still see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, that's, and that's yeah. my point. That mindset, when right. you eliminate that, then you don't even think of those words. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even think of saying someone's retarded or something like that. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. it, 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 that, it just eliminates it. You right. just change your, your, your brain about people and exactly. understand that people, people need help. Yeah. And you have to understand where they're coming from, but you still have to really respect them as individuals with their own mind and their own Amen. things. Thanks, bro. So let, let's let's shift gears a little bit here. Let's talk about some light feet for a second. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. So so let's let's give the people now a lot of my audience they may not understand what light feet is, you know what I mean? So let's break this down for them on you know where it started, what's the history on it, and, and how did you get involved? Okay, so um light feet is a third generation of hip hop dance from New York City. The first generation being b-boying and the second generation being old school uh hip hop. Um, it started with the uh, Harlem Shake movement, which was the mid to late 90s, all the way into the early 2000s. During the Harlem Shake movement, um, the original Light Feet dances were being created and um, infusing it, the Harlem Shake, the Chicken Noodle Soup, the Tone Wop, the Bad One, the Aunt Jackie, the Runner Up, all these old dances that we had in the early 2000s, the late 90s, um, eventually developed into Light Feet. Um, 
Light Feet has been the main style of hip hop dance in New York and Harlem Shake for the last over 20 years now. If you if you put that whole that culture has been the leading force of hip hop dance within the culture. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know it's it's evolved, it's grown. Um there's a lot of different um dancers and avenues that you can take it like like people that you've seen, you know, if I always like to say Kid the Wiz, like to throw him out there for anybody yeah, yeah. that um, be going in, son. That's that's a light feed dancer. Yeah. Also you yeah. can see somebody like Crybaby Cozy who's a completely different light feed dancer. Right. Uh, somebody like myself, uh, another completely did there's a lot of different dancers. Um, me, my place in Life Feed, um, I'm one of the very first Brooklyn Life Feed dancers. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, and I'm one of the first uh, Brooklyn Life Feed dancers ever. I'm um, the very first international instructor. Um, and I, I kind of started the international instructing wave and I helped kind of help create the, the international scene. I'm one of the pioneers of the international culture. And um, I'm the very first Life Feed historian um, you know, not going to talk yeah. too much about myself, yeah. but, but, yeah. uh, yeah, Life Feed is a, it's a very, very, um, it's original in a lot of ways. And of course it's taken from the old in a lot of ways. If you look at our dances, right. our dances, um, are very similar to New Jack Swing-esque right. dances, you know, like old school hip hop type of dances and, um, our skills, are very similar to b-boy you know what i mean top rock all that stuff but in in a lot of ways our dances are still very original to us our energy the most original thing about life be the shoe tricks that's something that nobody has done i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real and i'm not saying this just because you want to horn with me yo Mm -hmm. like i done seen a lot of cats use you know the, the shoe game yo but mastering it like yeah. I can really say, like if I if I had a, a list or whatever, you number one in that aspect. Like, like, you, well, you know, I, it's not just me. There's many shoe trickers. Many. Like, that's that's part, what I seen. Yeah, that's a part of the culture, and there's right. so many people that are way better than me. You know right. what I mean? Like, like, and, and that's the beauty of Lifey is right. that is that there's that element. There's a lot of great elements about Lifey. Right. The, the party element, there's the shoe trick and the clothing trick element, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So there's the people that do um the trains, like they hit the train. They do the hats as well too. They have the pole tricks. Yeah. The pole tricks are really dope. All the pole tricks that they do on the trains is really dope. That's something that I feel like Life Feet elevated. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different things, man. But in general, yeah. Life Feet is the hip hop dance culture of New York City. And it was derived Hip hop is created from the music, right? Hip hop right. dance is born from the music. Right. So, 70s all the way to early 80s is original hip hop. B boy was b boy and rocking was yeah. built from that, right? Then, the dances that were left over and a bunch of new dances were created to the music from the late 80s and the early 90s. Yep. Right? And then the late 90s and the early 2000s, all the way to the to the mid 2000s, is the music that birthed our yeah. Style. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all right. the, the 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 P Diddy, Rockefeller, yeah. uh, Dipset, all the uh, D Block, all all that type of that era was was the era that birthed our style. Right. You know. Right. Facts. Facts. And like just with the, I've always just been fascinated. Just to go back real quick to to the with the shoe game, because. Mm-hmm. Number one, the creativity. Number two, the de- the dedication. Yes. To even learn um, how to come up with you know with these tricks to go to the jams in the absolutely yeah like you know what I'm saying and then execute them mm-hmm. in front of you know hundreds of people. That's yeah. no, that's nothing to sneeze at. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no. It's and and what you've seen and what I've seen is definitely two yeah. different things. You know, you see right. what you see on on the internet, but what I've seen in person and and the battles that I've witnessed. You know, there's there's so many more dances that I could say. Um, I have something called For the Culture. If you go on YouTube and, and you just type in um Solo underscore TR, you right. go to my YouTube channel and see the my my uh program that I have called For the Culture, where you can see a lot more um lifey dances. I love to showcase um lifey dances. Fortunately for me, um, I was able to raise money for the For the Culture program, where I was able to provide um 
over 10, like, like 10 major lifey dancers, like classes that they could get paid for that the community could take for free. You know what I mean? So I was able to do that. I won a grant for it. I raised money for it. You know what I mean? Like there's them alone. You could already see what you see. Also, you could go to artifact TV um, with a K artifact. And um, they have a lot of um, the work that, that, uh, I've brought out. They have a lot of lifey dancers on there as well. I've worked with them and connected a lot of dancers with them as well. Um, you know, the the thing for me is that that lifey is so many different styles. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's a beautiful so, thing. Who's your favorite? Like, if you had a top three, a top three. You, matter of fact, I'm gonna give you a top five. I'll give you a top five. Ooh. Yeah, top, if you had a starting five to go into a battle with, who who would that 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 starting five be? A starting five. So, um. I'm not sure. A lot of these guys, you probably won't know. But um, you know, my two teammates, my 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 team has 30 members. But there's two. You know, I'm not the leader of the team. I'm part of the team. The leader of our team, his name is Silencer Keenan. Um, he's a uh, he's one of them. My best friend Richie Rich is another one. You want to talk about shoe tricks? Um, uh, he has Shuragami. If you go on um on Instagram on YouTube, you could type in Shuragami and um. He he has uh he's one of the best shoe trickers, if not the best shoe trick I've ever seen. He could do shoe tricks blindfolded. Yeah. Uh, he could do six shoes at a time. Yeah, he has a thirty-minute shoe trick show that he yeah. has. Um, um, him also uh, a guy named Fly Boogie. That's another guy that like um he's he's a he's a part of a team called Brotherhood. I featured him in my for the culture my for the culture class. He's another one of my most favorite lifey dancers of all time. A guy named 40 Cal. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's unstoppable. I don't think yeah. anybody can beat him in a lifey battle. Really? And um yeah. You want to talk about shoe tricks. Yeah. Oh my god. Him him and his twin, Melly Mel's, they're 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 in, I, I count them as one. Okay. And um okay. and the last guy is a guy that I learned from who put me on to um real life feet and not just the the trend of it um this is back in like 2006 2007 his name is peanut he's a he's a lifey legend yeah so that's, that's my five right there i always say that's my five that's your five yeah man five you lifey say, dances yeah man I, like, I love like i love the style you know what i'm saying mm. i love the creativity like when i first first the first time i actually really seen life be up close and personal was at Step Your Game Up at Stretch's event. You know mm. and, and I think that's where I first uh, uh, met you at. Uh, I think it was at a Step Your Game Up event. And, and just in the cypher, I just seen Muzz getting down. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, like, what is this? Like, hold up. Like, I seen, like, bits and pieces, but I ain't never seen nobody really get busy, busy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the cypher. I've like a real life he did. Yeah. Like, I've never seen, I, like, because I'm from, I'm from South Jersey. So I'm, like, right. Philly, Philly area. So down here, you know what I'm saying, we do a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of you know, breaking, popping, locking, you know what I'm saying? We do a lot of- In the like, Jersey you know, Club, you know, Jersey they got they club. got that movement yeah. as well. Yeah, like Jersey Club and everything. I'm, at, I'm originally from North Jersey, so a lot of the Jersey Club and everything was was in me. And I would like go up there and I would take it down, down south when I was a teenager. I so, love the Philly movement though. Philly has- yeah. the, I mean, Philly is house, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, house, and, funk, and, all of that. Yeah, and um, Philly has one of my favorite b-boy movements ever. Yeah. Like, they, they got such a gritty, grungy... So, like, it's so raw. Ah, it's, so, it's, it's, that's a, that's a b-boy movement that still feels like a raw b-boy, b-boy yes. movement. I, yeah. I love it out there. My it's boy so Cricket is from um from Philly as well. Cricket, yeah. he's a house dancer, man. Yeah. You know, you know Cricket. But technically, technically... Cricket, me and Cricket are from the same uh, same town in Willingboro, New Jersey. So Cricket grew up in Willingboro, New Jersey. Graduated from Willingboro High School, and but but moved to Philly, mm. you know saying and danced with Rennie Harris Pure Movement from mm. Philly, and you know became popular in Philly, and then and then skated up to to NYC. Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my teachers. He he taught me a lot about the game. Yeah, man, uh, like. It is, and you're right, man. Like house, uh, uh, and and breaking, and yeah, song styles. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's something about it, man. But when I, at, and I, that's what I grew up on. And then seeing it, seeing a life feat at at Step Your Game Up, and I'm just like, yo, like, 
This joint is... Was that the one when I battle? Yes. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Because I've always seen it on videos and stuff like that. But you know, the video don't give you like the full... No, it doesn't. It never it, does. I tell people it, that you have to see it in person to understand. Yeah, you got to go in like... And yeah. I always... Look, I love I'm like, oh, yeah, that's tight. That's dope or whatever. When I first seen it, I was just like, oh, this is something else. Like, I've never seen anybody see Lightfeet for the first time in person and not be thrown back by it. Right. I've right. never, my whole life. Every, I, including me, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm no sitting here and I'm like, yo, I don't know what this style is, but this joint is tough. It, I didn't even really, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't even want to learn it. I just love watching it. Well, that's 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 great. <laughs> I just love watching. I just had so that girl that I battled. Izzy, the girl that I battled, she I I is she is the the leader of Lifey Nation of Spain now. No, Lifey wow. Spain. She brought Lifey to Spain after that. Wow. And Crybaby Cozy ended up teaching yeah. her, but I was her introduction to Lifey. Wow, isn't it amazing how dance that starts in one little bubble? then spreads throughout the world? As a as a, a leader now, for me, uh, I help build up the international scene, but my job personally, I really focus on taking care of New York. Right. You know, because those scenes are great, but they have people for them. You right. know what I mean? But I'm so, I'm much more worried about making sure that people from New York get the same opportunities that I had and that they also can learn without having to go through the struggle that I had. Because when, when I was coming up, um, myself, Silencer and Richie Rich, the two guys that I named, along with a few other Team Rocket members and Crybaby Cozy, we fought for Lightfeet to just be respected in New York. Yeah. Because, because Lightfeet was not respected in New York. Right. And if you right. were a Lightfeet dancer, you were considered a fake dancer. We were treated very poorly mm -hmm. by the street dance community. You know what I mean? Um, because yeah, it was I remember a seeing a lot of those, lot of those battles online. You know, a lot of conversations that was going on, and you guys really fighting and pushing yes. and stating your case. Yes, and and um, now that life feed is respected and it's looked at as the home style. You know what I mean? Um, for me there's still a lot of things missing in New York for the community that I personally, I feel very indebted to the community to fight for. So mm -hmm. I create, like I said, like I create programming, I, I, I help people get jobs. I try to teach people how to teach, how to, how to, and, you know, I'm trying to give that dance education and just support the New York city lifey community you know, I work with kids a lot. I have my student, Taylor Gang. She's very good. And I made her the assistant of my class. She's only 10 years old. Mm. You know what I mean? And she so, can teach a whole class for me now. the youth, man. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm, I'm very focused on um, pushing the New York City lifey community because the, the foreign scene is, is good now. Yeah, They're good, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. But we have to take care of home. It, we always got to take care of home. And, and speaking and speaking of that, you know, we've been as a as a country have been going through, you know, a lot. You know, what I'm saying there's a lot, you know, just in general from the COVID, and then yes, with all the social injustice that's that's going on. Yes, so I look at things and I'm like, okay, what can I do, and how can I elevate and and do my part in the world and use my platform to to help educate people and not just educate what's what's going to be the action behind it yeah and what i see you doing is now that you've learned the style mastered the style you're now educating the style and putting action behind that to you know make sure that the style lasts and continues to to um to yes. elevate to the next level right mm -hmm. now you know, with all this that's going on with the social injustice and, you know, in, in Black Lives Matter and things in that nature and, you know, police brutality and so many different things, from your end of the world, from your spectrum, from where you're looking at things, what are some things you feel that we can do as a, as a community, as a people to, you know, uh, push the needle forward? Okay, so for me, um, it's, it's some things that people want to hear and it's some things that people don't want to hear. Let's get uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Let's get uncomfortable. So, 
for for starters, the things that people want to hear is that, um, of course, we have to educate about the laws. Mm-hmm. People have to know the law. People right. have to understand how government works, and they have to know the law so that and how to interact with police officers so that they could protect themselves. Right. The, what's what's a police officer's biggest fear? Uh, losing their job. <laughs> A lawyer, a lawyer, law, law. people yeah. that know the law, right. a lawyer and people that know the law, you, a police can't touch those people. Yeah. So you know the law and understand it and then you can protect yourself yeah. and you can build yourself. That's the first thing. Right. Um, the second thing um, is, is also just support your community, put money into your people and and just put money into yourself it's going to be very hard to sell, tell somebody don't make an instagram account and get on a a, a black owned social media account mm-hmm. you know what i mean but that's the step that we have to take now right. you know what i mean right. um it, it's it's going to be hard to tell somebody um don't buy uh gucci and pay a thousand dollars to this luxury black owned brand. But that's the step that we have to take now. We have to invest in ourselves and get used to it, not just for a trend. It has to be normalized. It it can't just be, oh, I'm supporting black. It has to get to the point where it's like, yeah, I only buy from from black business. Like what? But you know, it can't just be like, oh, I'm doing it for a cause. It has to be normal. Right. So if it doesn't start with our generation, it could go to the next because things pass down just so that yeah. they can learn. You know what I mean? Right. But eventually it just has to be a normal thing mm-hmm. that, okay, my community, I I, I buy from this person. Mm-hmm. This person owns a super, also another thing, own property. Right, right. Own land. You have to own land. You have to own property. You have to own your bit. You have to own things. It's like monopoly. It's It's monopoly. Yeah. When the slaves were emancipated, they were left with nothing. nothing. Then, because white people, you know, excuse me, excuse my life, but I have yeah, to talk about it. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. History, go ahead. We have to talk about, for the white viewers, I'm sorry, but I have to talk about the history. Right. You know what I mean? When the white slave owners let them out, they left them with nothing. So what did they have to do? They had to go work, right? But when they worked, the white people that had the jobs for them, they put them back in Jim Crow. And they had, they were basically working for the same thing. It was basically slavery all over. All over again. Eventually, black people were able to start owning land and they were able to start doing what they do. And they started to educate themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then over time, they grow, they grow, they grow, they grow. Boom, right? What do they do next? Once they start getting land, the, the white people in power started noticing. Yep. They started saying, okay, we got to change the laws. Mm-hmm. So that the laws that we create mm-hmm. can 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 we'll just tailor the laws around how they act normally, and we'll say that it's illegal, and then we can lock them up and put them in prison as slaves. Right. Because the Thirteenth Amendment, the only time the Thirteenth the Thirteenth Amendment abolishes slavery unless you're a prisoner. Mm-hmm. So on the 13th Amendment, that's a real fact. Right. It says once you become a prisoner, you become an indentured servant. Mm. And wow. 60% of the, the prisons, what kind of people are there? Black. Slaves. Slaves. It's yeah. slavery. And what do they use prisons for? Prison labor. Yep. All these all these companies use yeah. prison labor. They were sitting here and they were they like, you know, white slave owners, they were making millions of dollars on cotton on all these different different types of things and materials. We're in the same thing. Slavery exists today. Exactly. We have the highest prison, we have the highest prison rate in human recorded history. Exactly, exactly. And they're slaves. Right. So for me, know the law, um, own property, support mm-hmm. black business. Right. Boom. Now here's the thing that people don't want to hear, mm-hmm. okay? Okay. We gotta get our act together. We do. Come on now. I'm not going to talk about black on black violence because that's a tool used by the yeah. white man to say, oh, well, you're racist too. Because when somebody kills somebody that's black, like when somebody black kills somebody that's black, they're not thinking, oh, you black, I'm going to kill you because you black. 
Right. So that that black on black violence thing is out the window. Right. But right. we do have to stop being violent towards one towards one another. Right. Period. And, and this it's is not this about is black on black. It's just it about is. it's just about that we have to get out that that habit. And I'm not gonna lie, in New York things got a lot better than when I was growing up. Mm. You know what I mean? When I was growing right. up, it was bad. Yeah. These kids now are way better in terms of violence than we were. But right. the thing now, this is the next thing. You got to unplug from the internet. Right. What What's happening is that back in the day, there was violence, there was drugs, there was things going on. But the reason why is because everybody was so poor. There was a reason behind things. Right. But you never violated an old lady. You never violated a pregnant woman. You took care of your community. You protected kids. You that never let, you know, right. you understand it was a different, yeah. there was values. And that things yeah, have written laws that was there. Now that's gone. So right. so it's less violent, but everything is senseless. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing that we have to shape up and we have to we have to do things with purpose. Right. Not just do things because it's the trend right now. Right. Not do things because uh it's getting popping on the internet on the news. Mm-hmm. Because once this slows down, oh yeah, it's gonna be something. We, yeah, we, it's gonna be something else. They're gonna, you know, but we have yeah. to stay consistent. Got to stay consistent. You got to continue to push the conversation and can push. No the matter what. Yeah, I said this about it or not. Yeah, I said this to my family. Right, I said, look, because we had we had a Father's Day, you know, what I'm saying uh, dinner, and, and I was the only father uh, there this year. Um, you know, mm. and, and at, at my family's dinners, all the women, you know what I mean? So I'm like, man, like, you know. Um, That's a lot to take in, man. Lot, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot. And mind you, I got little young young boy cousins, you know what I'm saying, that, that don't have their father in their life. And that's hard for them to see that, man. Right. So they see, with my kids, I got four kids, you know what I'm saying? They see me with my three little boys and my, my older daughter, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, and then they, they cling to me, right? So this is, the, this is the thing that I had to tell them. And, and this is for everybody, what I'm about to say. We got to understand uh, how to do early intervention with everybody, not just special needs, with, with everybody. everybody. Because everybody's experiencing traumas. Exactly. And here's the thing, right? Let's keep it real. As, as, as colored people, we grow up, the first thing that we see once we are able to develop a real memory and to see things, we're seeing violence, we're seeing the imagery of, of a hood. We're you seeing have to eliminate that. We're, we're to eliminate seeing, that. Right, we're seeing that, right? So, but then when you go with the white person, what's the first thing that they're normally seeing? They're normally seeing clean streets, they're normally seeing, you know, clean, nice clean houses, separated homes, yes. suburban areas. So yes. their their vision of what they see is like, oh, snap, like, you know, life is good. Life is cool. But what we see is completely different from what you see yes. ages two and three years old is a complete separate and world. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. that's why there's a lot of people that are are against Black Lives Matter because they just don't understand what's going on because right. oh in my life everything's fine right right exactly and, and that's the problem right we're not we're the like from from on the other side they're not seeing it because they're not conditioned to see that because they're protected from yes. it right they're yes. protected from that reality and then when they go to school they're they're taught a a certain language in their mm-hmm. things or whatever mm-hmm. that are pretty much lies and that oh this is the way it is and blah blah blah. Right. And on the other side, we over here, we getting beat, we getting killed, we getting cursed at, we getting called the word nigga, and everything, you yeah. know, period from the police and all that. And then on top of that, you have police that are not even from that neighborhood that right, yeah, that's that the worst to me. I hate that so much that right. that pol- that police come from other neighborhoods to, to work in the neighborhood that you live in. You know what I mean? Right. I've, I'm against that. And I, right. and I believe that that's why, that's why I like the Black Panthers right. and all those other groups that were happening during the civil rights movement because they were policing and they, they became, that's what, and I, you know, I try to teach people, that's what Crip and Blood were. Right. Crip, the acronym for Crip is Community Revolution and Progress. Mm. And Crip was created after the, 
Black Panthers were were uh, disbanded and all arrested and drug ridden. You know what I mean? And blood means brotherly love overrides our destruction. Mm, Those are groups that were made to protect the neighborhoods after the Black Panthers and the other groups were were disbanded and arrested and all that stuff during the civil rights. You know what I mean? Exactly. So So if you ever see a crip of blood, you tell them, yo, this is what it's about. Right. First. First, first and foremost. Like, you know, they got to do their history and stuff like that. I got, you know, I even got family members that, you know, that are crip as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know? but, they, but they act according to what you just said. Exactly. You know? they, they act according. They don't, they don't go out there and they're not banging or, or anything like that. They're acting right. according to what you just said and the reason why they rep the way that they rep. And that's what I'm saying. There's the misconception and the media will sit there and try and twist it and turn it for their benefit, for their dollars. You know what I'm saying? So overall, listen, guys, change doesn't start in the White House. Change starts in your house. Period. Period, period man. You know so from that's 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 the part that people don't want to hear. Right. But it's 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 that part. You know what I mean? The part that that we got to shape up to. You right. know what I mean? For me personally, I hold people to a standard whether they're the worst criminal I've ever seen or the best person I've ever seen. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, people are just people and 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 in life, a lot of people see life feed as like some happy thing, you know what I mean? But there's a lot of gangsters. Yeah. There's a lot of that's just, some, I think that's in dance period. Yeah, you know, in yeah. dance period. And 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 the thing that's fortunate for me is that I've been able to supply opportunities and supply education and and right. and empower the youth that I have around me to to uh be better and to teach. And because I've had the you know i'm not the most successful but right. i've had a lot of success with life feed life feed is my job now because of that i have younger guys coming up to me like yo how do you teach a class how can i get started how can i get here how can i get here and now i get the privilege to say okay you want to be an agency dancer here's the agency that you go right. to you want right. to teach here's how you teach you want to you want to do music videos here's what you do you want to you know what i'm saying you want to be an event host you could do that you want to be a cameraman you know so that it starts with us, yeah, you know, and it. and and men. It starts with a man too. Yes, you know, we yes. need men in the community. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I'm grateful, and I believe women deserve respect, and women go through a lot because of men. But men also need to. We need men in the community. Yes. There's not that many men, and oh. dance has been one of those outlets that there's men to yeah. teach other men, yeah, while men. in other outlets, it hasn't been so much, right. you know what I mean, within, right. the, within the black and brown community. Yeah. Dance has been a thing that has brought men together, as much as basketball and football yeah. and things like that, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's a blessing for me because I know a lot of kids that don't have their father. You know what I mean? And I could be there and still educate them. You know what I mean? So as men, we got to step up more, especially now. We got to fight. We got to protect the kids. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny you say that, man. I was was on IG Live a couple weeks ago, and this eight-year-old kid um, named Jermaine came on. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know he, I didn't know that, you know what I'm saying, that I was bringing an eight-year-old onto my live. Right. And it just hit me. I'm like, man, yo, they watching from all Yes. Right? Yes, they really are. Here you have a little kid out here in Camden in the hood, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, what's up? What's up, little shorty? Like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, bigging him up, encouraging him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what, like, those little moments right there, it was everything to him. You Mm -hmm. know, if, if we as men can sit here and just take the time out, Right. Les Brown said this. He said, you got 1,440 minutes in a day. That means you got 1,440 opportunities to be successful. Right. Yes. Out of those minutes that you got in a day, can you take those minutes and can you spend them on a little shorty that, you know, may need you because their father may have bounced. They may have left. Or they may have died, unfortunately. You never know what you the never situation know. is, right? You never know. So anytime that I see a young cat and I come in contact with them, it's always, what's good, young king? What's going on, young king? Giving them those those, those words of affirmation. Like, yes. I don't feel like we do that enough for each other as men. 
to big each other up. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And then on top of that, in addition to what you're saying, the young girls need to see a strong man as well. Because, because the young girls, the reason why, you know, part of the reason why, and I'm not going to talk about overall feminism, but I will talk about feminism within the, uh, the black and brown community. The man has been attacked within the black and brown community. And feminism was a tool, in my opinion, that the white community instilled in the black community for the, the, the black and brown mother to say, I don't need the man. And then as the man is being conditioned to be a criminal, and as the, the woman is saying, I don't need you, mm-hmm. that's when the family split. split. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, you know that's the enemy's that's the enemy's way to divide and conquer. That's the devil himself. Yes. Destroying that family. Right. So so as a man, right now, especially in a time when when women are are there's a very big gap between women and men right now and there's something that there's a there's a lot of trauma that needs to be healed and there's a lot of relationships that need to be mended men need to step up and protect women and teach girls that this is how a man is supposed to treat you and this is this is how men are supposed to respect women you know what i mean especially within our community and that's why for example um taylor my young my young student that i was just talking about i have her as the assistant of my class because I want the kids to know, okay, she's a girl, but she's a problem. And she has to, and she has to, she gets all A's in school. Her mother pushes her to get all A's in school. And you know what I mean? Like I support kids like that. And I have young boys that I teach too, that I teach, yo, go off, go off. But make sure when you battle her, you got to battle her for real. You can't just, oh, she's a girl. No No slack. No slack. No slack. No slack. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you gotta go in, you know what I'm saying? You know? So, so, yeah. so, for me, it's it's uh it's it's just important to empower. As a man, we have to empower. We have to protect. We have to we have to build. You know what I mean? As men, we have to step up to the plate right now. Yeah, it's so it's so important right now. Listen, guys, if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, YouTube. You know, uh, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I got my man E Solo here, man, and we are chopping it up, busting it up. These things, you know, happen so often in our community, and now is the time to make the shift, guys. It's time to make the shift. And if you are listening right now, I encourage you to get more information. Go to our website, www.kennyclutchspeaks.com, and go to the event page. We have a special event coming up called Shift Makers. And if nice. you want to make a shift in your life, we're having this event on July 25th, Shift Makers Virtual Motivation Event. You're not just getting, you know, just some regular motivation, guys. You're getting more than that. You're getting the way on how to live, change your faith, change mm. your life, change your family for the better. And what Isola was talking about is what we're going to be talking about for the men, for the women, for the children. Think these, these three things, these three elements are so important and we got to make the shift right here, right now. If not now, when? You know what I'm saying? We got to do it. We got to do it. Brother, so let me ask you this last question because we're cutting down on time. Right? Yes, sir. Appreciate you having coming on. So with the global pandemic and everything that's going on right now, right? If you had any encouraging words to say, right, to not just the dance community, but let's just put the entire world, you know, and, and put the spotlight on you and every ear is listening to you. All 7.5 billion people that are living in the world, right? What encouraging words could you say to them to gear them up for the second half of 2020? Uh, we've been through a lot, but, um, first off, there's been worse. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like it's the end of the world where we, 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 you know, I'm a Christian, so we're definitely in end times in my opinion, but at the same time, it's not the end of the world. And, and there's been a lot worse. We're going to be okay. You know what I mean? Wear a mask, mm-hmm. protect yourself and others. Um, and, and no matter what, the one thing that this pandemic has, has taught us is kind of shifted our brains about what's really important. Mm-hmm. So figure out what's important for you, stick with it, fight for yours, 
um, don't give up, please. This is the worst time to give up. You yeah. know what I mean? You can give up when things are normal, but not now. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. It's the worst time to give up. Right, right, right. So, now it's time to turn up, not give up. Now, now it's time to turn up. Like, yeah. like, especially now, I mean, in New York, the, the virus is going down, but in other places, it's going up again. So uh, please wear your mask um, and uh, treat people with respect and, and just stay on it. You know what I mean? Stay on it and keep going. Go, 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 go. Just go, go. That's all I can say. Let's get it. So listen, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a little game, man. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna play a game. The game is called In the Clutch, and I'm Kenny Clutch. You know okay. So, okay. So, so if for those that don't know, um, In the Clutch is my first dance company that I started back in 2009. It's mm. an acronym: I N D A C L U T C H. Right. Inspirational dancers creatively linking upon the culture of hip hop. Man, that's crazy. It's in the clutch. <laughs> All right. So it's in the clutch. So I'm gonna give you a letter, right? And then you give me a positive word with the letter that I give you. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let me get let me get Kev on real quick. All right, all let me get Kev right, on right. real quick. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. C. C? C. Courage. Mm. L. Love. U. Uh, 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 understanding. Mm. T. Uh, T. Triumph. Mm. C again. C. Courage. What's the word for C? Compliance. Mm. Okay. H. H. Uh, uh, humanitarianism. Dang, there it is. That's clutch. That's clutch. That's clutch. <laughs> That's my boy. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Listen, brother, thank you for coming on the Clutch Vision Podcast. Shout out to Instagram or your Facebook, wherever people can find you at and whatever events that you got coming up. If you ever um, want to just look me up, you could just go on Google and type in eSolo underscore TR. My Instagram will come up, my Facebook, anything. I'm, my Instagram is eSolo underscore TR. My Facebook, you could just look up facebook.com slash eSolo TR. My YouTube, eSolo underscore TR. That's me. Um, I have a website, you know, still in construction, but you could definitely visit it right now anyway. Um, for the culture one dot com that's where i do all of my uh my work for the new york city dance community uh look me up you want to find some battles you could just type in e solo versus um also if you want to learn life feet for real for real and you really want to just dive into it and be a real life feeder um you could go to um iuda dot dance and I have a six-month life feed course. It teaches you everything from uh, the basic dances to the basic skills, how to put it all together. Um, and it's a six-month course. I, if you want to learn, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It'll keep you ahead of the game. Uh, International Urban Dance Academy, I-U-D-A dot dance. And then you'll just be able to find mine there. You just click the life feed link, get on it and learn and uh yeah, you could always contact me uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, or on any any platform. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that's about it for me. There it is. There it is. We will make sure that we have all that information in the description below. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching this on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a like, a thumbs up, give us a five-star review, share it with your mama, your daddy, your uncle, your auntie, your sister, your brother, your stepdad, <laughs> your stepdog, your stepcat, you your stepswana. I don't care who it is. Make sure you get it to somebody that you love, okay? And remember, yeah. y'all, remember, listen, July 25th is going down shift makers virtual motivation event go to www.kennyclutchspeaks.com for your tickets listen 25 bucks per family that's what i said 25 bucks per family that means your entire family gets that's in very good dollars this is the discount okay yeah. it's don't going miss down. that opportunity don't, right don't there. miss this don't miss this I'm going to be speaking. My wife, Jocelyn Thomas, is going to be speaking. And we got mm. my man, Jason Johnson, the in-home 
parent coach that's going to be speaking. Mm. Go to three speakers, $25. And then you guys want to get in. It's an amazing experience. You that's guys beautiful. want to miss it. It's going to be on crowdcast.io. Make sure you guys go ahead to crowdcast.io and look up Kenny Clutch Speaks. Listen, guys, to the next time. Remember, when we change the mind, we change the game. And like I always say, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow will worry about itself. And today is all we have. And if today is all you got, you make sure you impact today the best way you know how. It's your boy, Kenny Clutch. Vision Podcast. My man, he's solo. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>